cashless gaming. Boom, 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 boom. 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 The future is here. Yeah, future sucks. All right, welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined by our managing editor, Mark Osterman. And this is our first MTM Vegas podcast. Are you excited, Mark? Hell yeah. Isn't that what they do on uh, Howard Stern? Hell yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ready to get this going. Um, and especially, you know, with res- Resorts World, and we have so much to talk about. So perfect timing for this uh, deep dive, super nerdy vegas um as well as talk about just like what vegas feels like right now you know a lot of people are wondering is it back yeah. is it really back i don't know oh i know you have a lot to say on that <laughs> and we're excited to talk about this if you're just finding the show we are a bit of a uh, a crazy bunch here we like to have fun we the website miles to memories.com started as a travel and travel reward site we're experts in credit cards and teaching people how to sort of save time and money on travel and that's still there and our, our website gets millions of views a year and i live in las vegas and so about a year ago we started kind of covering las vegas content on our youtube channel which has grown tremendously over 20,000 subscribers over there now and we do a weekly show uh video show on the youtube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories, which is all kind of Vegas news. So we call that the MTM Vegas news show. And it kind of became evident over time that the YouTube format is great. And we love reaching so many people there, but we wanted to be able to kind of dive a little bit deeper into some stuff, talk to some interesting Vegas people, share some of the cool and fun things that we're doing. And so podcast is now being born and that's what that is. So uh, you can find everything related to all of our Vegas content at mtmvegas.com. And that'll be this podcast, our video podcast, all of our Vegas tours and reviews. We have tons of uh, videos and uh, stuff all related to Vegas on our YouTube channel, mtmvegas.com. It can give you all that stuff. So check that out. And if this show, if you want to subscribe, just search MTM Vegas in any podcast app. We should be able to find us. We definitely appreciate you subscribing and downloading the show, letting us know what you guys think. But Mark, let's talk about Resorts World because that's what people are here to listen to. And uh, we both stayed there. And I guess let's start by talking about what were your first impressions kind of going in the door there uh, at Resorts World? Yeah. So you walk in and you enter and, um, you know, it's like a, this beautiful, bright ceiling. And it's it's unique because it's like almost like square lights that they used and kind of has like a mirror effect almost. And it's it's dome shaped, which makes it kind of cool instead of just flat across the whole thing. So that's the first first thing you walk in you're just hit with that and you're like oh okay this looks nice like this is luxury this is well done they took time thinking about this like even the columns when they hit them and stuff it's just the way they did everything you could you could see had a purpose and you know i know you'll know a lot of history about the the hotel and everything and the the casino like this has been planned for what it took like five years from when they announced it to when they actually started building just planning out everything and getting it lined up so you can actually you can tell that they they did that they took the time they really thought about it and focused on how do we make this good for everybody and you know the mall area is really beautiful i thought the coolest thing which you wouldn't think but like this big sphere globe type of thing uh was in the mall and at night the lights change around it and it's really cool um, so I know you like that a lot too. 
Yeah, for sure. So the history of this property, a lot of people know that it started, or it didn't start, but on this land was Stardust, a very historic casino dating uh, all the way, I think, until the 1960s. I think it opened in 1958, actually. So it was an old-timey casino, one that a lot of people like. And it closed in 2006 to make way for what was called Echelon Place, which was going to be the most expensive, most grand project ever built on the Las Vegas Strip. The thing about City Center, Echelon Place was going to be bigger and badder than city center it was going to be kind of a similar concept to that but bigger and badder and it was owned by boyd gaming and it was there mostly had been a local gaming company but this was their big splash trying to get into the big gaming scene but of course the great recession came and they shuttered construction on echelon place which the first 10 stories i think of the hotel towers had been built part of the parking garage had been built so there was some steel on site but for the most part uh, it hadn't been built and it sat there till 2013 when Genting a company out of Malaysia bought the land and said that they were going to build Resorts World uh, here and the initial version of Resorts World was very over the top theming wise like think maybe like pandas kind of <laughs> yeah i mean it was the great wall of china there was pandas and there was even an indoor water park at one point so there was a lot of sort of over the top stuff the way the hotel looked on the outside was very you know like like i said they had a great wall of china replica on the outside it was just very kind of kitschy i would say and that over time didn't seem like the right fit for las vegas so one thing genting did is they took a lot of time to develop this uh, they announced I think their first announced opening date was 2016, and then they pushed it back to 17, and then eventually to 20, and then COVID happens, it gets pushed back to 2021. But in 2017, as part of their redevelopment, they said that they wanted to create a very modern place, and not... Get, they got they rid of all that. the Chinese theming, yeah. uh, although this is still a, a Malaysian company with Chinese roots and the chi- sort of Chinese Asian vibe is throughout the place. So they kept all of that. But like to your point, all of the sort of lighting, you know, they, they're using LEDs everywhere. Sometimes the whole room will change color out of nowhere. Um, they're using screens everywhere. And so there is a very modern I, sort of vibe. Yeah, we've talked about the MSG sphere uh, quite a bit and you know how it was supposed to be screens on the outside now it's potentially just led lighting so that was kind of funny but it does work really well they did a really good job u- uh, using it and like the whole mall will change colors while you're walking through which is a really cool vibe and you know music's pumping and lights are changing you know it gets you excited so i thought they did a great job with every open area main area really beautiful well done i don't really have any complaints about the casino floor the mall the restaurants even looked really nice i didn't get to try many of them but they they looked well done there's a couple that were really stunning um some that haven't opened yet you know mm-hmm. come on pizza place we need you <laughs> that was mark's biggest co- complaint is that the pizza place isn't uh, open yet and it's still pretty far it looks like from being open there's still construction walls and everything else but to your point every venue there feels high-end and cohesive like it was well thought out like they didn't sacrifice a lot on on the quality of it and like comparing it to virgin hotels i think that's something we see very different where every venue feels different there it feels like different people designed it some are cheap some feel okay and uh, at resorts world everything feels sort of high quality now on the flip side of that everything is really expensive there i mean all the food offerings are crazy expensive and we'll talk about that further on but let's not you know mix words here and and say that it's going to cost you a lot here at Resorts World. This casino costs $4.3 billion to build. It's the most expensive ever in the history of Las Vegas. There's 3,500 rooms spread across three different hotels. So there's the Hilton, which has roughly 1,800 rooms. There's the Conrad, which has roughly 1,500 rooms. And then there's Crockford's, which is part of Hilton's LXR brand. And they're kind of their Four Seasons competitor that has 236 rooms. So what's really interesting about this property, and I think it takes its inspiration from some of the Macau mega resorts, which I really love is that each of these hotels has their own lobby 
and it's separate from the casino. So they actually have doors and you can basically get out of the casino and enter the hotels. And if you're at the Hilton and you have your own lobby, the Conrad has its own lobby with a bar, very nice space. And then Crockford's has one of the nicest lobbies. Yeah. And it's one of the most stunning rooms to be in in Vegas, I think. And, you know, it's kind of cool that something like that you would think is, hey, if you don't have a key card, you can't get in here. But at least for now, they're letting people go back there and hang out at the bar. So I don't know if that will change over time, but definitely check it out if you're there because you never know what the future will bring as far as that goes. But yeah, I did like the lobby. The Conrad lobby was really, really nice. Um, and the, the Hilton lobby is just kind of whatever. They didn't have a bar or anything, but it's decent. But it is nice that you're not waiting in line. You know, you go to like a Caesars that has multiple towers. You're all in the same line. So that's kind of unique and nice that it breaks it up somewhat. Um, so hopefully you're not waiting as long to check in as you do as other hotels. And I will say the elevators are always an issue in Vegas. Uh, I never had to really wait for one. And I think there's only four in the Conrad Tower, but they moved quick. Uh, never really had an issue. So and, and it was fairly busy. I don't know if the hotel was sold out, but, you know, the casino floor was packed with people visiting. But that's something... I know people worry about when when picking a hotel. There are twelve. The link. There are twelve elevators. So there's in that tower is where Crockford. Yeah, because they break up the floors, Conrad's. don't they? Yeah, That's they break correct. up the floors. Yep. And um, Conrad and Crockford's actually share some elevators because of the the floors. I think so. I, there may actually be even more than twelve. There may be some Crockford specific elevators. It's it's sort of uh, strange there, but I, I agree with you. Those areas are great. And the Crockford's I tweeted about this, uh, and you can follow me at MTM underscore Vegas if you want to see a lot of the Vegas content as I'm kind of going around. Also at Detroit. Mark on Twitter for Mark. I recommend following both of us because you're going to get some great uh, insight into travel in Vegas. But I tweeted out a picture of the Crockford's lobby. Somebody on my video when I did the tour, uh, and by the way, I have a whole 30 minute tour of the property on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. But they said that the Crockford's lobby looked hideous. And yeah. there's other people who have chimed in. And I, I don't know. Like if, if you think that that's hideous, I don't know if there's any redemption for you. I'm just going to say that it's the podcast, right? We're not, <laughs> I'm not on the video here. So I'm just going to say there's no redemption for you that place is so nice you and i had like an hour and a half business meeting where or we just had you know to catch up on some business stuff and decided to do it there and what an incredible space it was just we didn't even want to leave we had such a good it was such a great atmosphere to have a nice conversation and the service was incredible everything is very asian feeling as far as the way that they they serve you kind of just hanging back watching you you know trying to anticipate what you're doing like every time she would come over to see if we needed anything she wouldn't interrupt us she would just stand back and wait for one of us to acknowledge her it's very similar to what you find in, in a lot of uh, Asian hotels. So really yeah. impressed and they, with that. You notice that I like check in, they give you your room keys with uh, two hands and everything and just over the top service. I will say they definitely have some service issues um, in the hotel as well as out in the restaurants and training was not done. You know, we heard from multiple employees that they didn't really get trained. You know, they, they trained for like a week and half of it was stocking things or whatever. So they didn't learn the systems all that well. They struggled with some things, but everybody was super nice and over the top welcoming. So, uh, you know, big props to them. We, we had good conversations with multiple people. So they did. I know they had what, like 130,000 people apply for jobs there. Um, it seems like they found some really personable people. So hopefully it stays that way. You know, a lot of Vegas places will get burned out or worn down and the people you can feel that from the employees. So hopefully it, this continues, but everybody seems really happy and excited. So that was good to see. Yeah, I think uh, I think you make a good point there. All the employees were very, very friendly, more friendly than you find in most Vegas places. I think that opening this had to be very difficult. If you look at where Vegas was even two months ago to like how quickly everything swung open. And I'm not sure that they anticipated the demand that they're getting right now, um, that they anticipated it to be that sort of busy. Plus, 
They did have 130,000 people apply for jobs months ago, but everywhere there's a job shortage. So I wonder if they're able to get all the people that they need, or at least at the very least they're competing with the other casinos. So it's becoming more expensive. Um, and a lot of the people who were laid off last year are kind of switching jobs, things like that, going back and forth. So yeah, so the service is an issue with Vegas, uh, you know, in travel in general and popular areas like Hawaii, Alaska, Vegas, maybe New York as they open up. But you're running into this where they just don't have the staff to handle it you know they they only had most of their restaurants closed at 11 the one steakhouse i think was a wally something like that that's open later they ran out of food they're like hey you can get a cheese board but that's about it and then the kitchen it's called the kitchen is open uh, their late night 24 hours place but they were they have like 150 tables in there and they were seating 15 so it's like a 30 40 minute wait they get seated and to be honest they probably had enough staff to do triple the tables because they had like eight people walking around serving but they just struggled we had to wait 30 minutes to get our check when we were done eating. I mean, the food came out pretty quick. It wasn't great, but it was something at least. And even the places across the street from there weren't ready. A lot of the restaurants are closing at 11 and people are trying to bang down the doors. You know, Denny's was packed to the wall. The, uh, your, what's your favorite taco place right there? Tacos. Tacos El Gordo. Gordo. There was 200 plus people waiting in the lobby to get tacos. So you know, even just the people were not. They have knockoff taco shops next door to Tacos El Gordo. That yeah, they do. Even they, they had a hundred too. Yeah, even they were busy. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, I almost went to Seven Eleven to get nachos at eleven twenty at night because I couldn't get in anywhere, which I thought was surprising. But I think a lot of that is around staffing issues. You know, they just couldn't keep the restaurants open late like you normally would see in Vegas. I mean, even Pepper Mill across the street is normally a twenty four hour uh, fireside lounge and restaurant, and they closed at eleven as well. So. It's just a, a Vegas theme. You'll notice that it's not it's back as far as tourism, but it's not back as far as service and, and availability. So let's talk a little bit about the restaurants that we tried. Uh, you tried, you said uh, the kitchen, which is their main sort of coffee shop style restaurant. And you, would you yeah. guys have dinner there? What, what did you eat there? Yeah, we had uh, we had the well, it was like at midnight by the time we got seated. But uh, and I'll, I will say their menu is very limited, which I thought was kind of surprising. There was maybe 10, 12 items. So I got deep fried macaroni and cheese and some fries and uh, it's just like cheese balls type of stuff. And it had like basically no flavor. It tasted just like boiled noodles, you know, deep fried. Uh, So I don't know what cheese they used, but it wasn't cheesy. It had no salt, nothing like that. And the fries were decent. They were like a garlic herb fry. There's nothing worse than when you're eating like fried food that's terrible for you. And then it doesn't taste good. I I just wasted all of this. Like, why did I I look at you and I was like. This is like the worst thing I could be eating and it has no flavor. And I feel like you get angry. It's like when you order a pizza and you're like, okay, I let myself have pizza once or twice a week, whatever it be. And you get bad pizza and you're just, you're so pissed about it because you wasted your uh, one week pizza on crappy pizza. But um, he had a hamburger and fries. He said the hamburger was just, or a cheeseburger. He said it was just okay. So it definitely is, you know, like your 24 hour coffee shop, very bland food with not a lot of options. So I ate there for breakfast and I had the steak and eggs because I ended up having, um, because I was a Hilton Diamond member, a $50 credit, uh, $25 times two people for breakfast, or I could have used that at, at the property anywhere. And I ended up not using it anywhere. So I just got the steak and eggs and they had like this homemade biscuit, which was really good. The steak was pretty good. It had chimichurri sauce on it, but it was kind of cold. So I don't know if they were used, they pre-cooked it and then it came sliced. It came very, I, I would say it was very good, but it wasn't to the level of a, like a place like Win or like Tableau where I ate there and had a very similar thing which was much better and at 27 dollars 
it didn't even include toast or anything like that. Oh, so I had a, like my whole bill for like the, the steak plus a, a soda plus the biscuit that I ordered on the side was $41, I think. And Ouch. again, I, that was covered by my credit. I would not have paid those prices. They also have this little tiny buffet in there inside the restaurant for $33, which looks like a crappy kind of buffet you see at any Hilton, you know, any normal kind of garden in that you get for free. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if like there's a, like a requirement with Hilton that they had a buffet. Like I don't need, cause they very kind of publicly said, we're not going to have a Vegas style buffet here. And you know, that's fine, but they do have this buffet. And $33, I think there was like bacon, sausage, eggs. They had some corned beef hash. And then they had like chilaquiles was a hot dish. And then some fruit and some waffles. And it was all sitting there, you know, normal buffet style where. Walk to the bagel place down the street and for breakfast and save yourself. Or, you know, Peppermill when times get normal again. Um, There's definitely much better breakfast options. Peppermill has an awesome breakfast and it's a huge plate. And you'll spend 15 bucks and they'll give you like three plates of food almost. So I would definitely encourage you. I I did eat at uh, Sun's Out, Bun's Out, which I still think is the weirdest name for an egg place. But I I, I got you rub the buns on the little egg outside. (laughs) No, I did not. I did not rub them. See, I need to because I need uh, some of that thousand dollar straight flush that Jasmine's been hitting everywhere. So I should have rubbed some buns. So it's basically like a, you know, a bagel sandwich or a bagel sandwich, but with a big bun instead. And I, I probably would have preferred a bagel instead, but it was solid. It was okay. I think I ordered two sandwiches, a tea and a Coke, and it was like 28 bucks. So that's a good option if you're looking for a grab and go. They also have like a little donut shop and donuts on a stick and stuff like that. So I think that will be popular. It's a little weird. Like a lot of people go to the donut shop to order. And that's not the way it really works. You have to go to the main thing and order, and then you go pick up your hot drinks and your cold drinks at the donut shop or your donuts. But if you're just ordering donuts, you can go there and order it. So that system is just stupid. I hate when restaurants have you go different places to pick up your food. So you have to worry about going to get your coffee and then hope your name doesn't get called for the food because it's in a different area they have to pick up so it's something to be aware of but if you're ordering sandwiches just go to the main sandwich area line but yeah it was solid it's not big enough to have two places to pay that place is a small little you know counter service place um it's cool that i love the chairs there everything's egg themed everything on the menu has eggs in it um but i do think that's a better option um compared to the kitchen just price wise it seemed like everything was yeah. about 10 to 15 bucks there they had they also had avocado toast they had other weird things but everything has eggs in it one way or another that's their their thing but well, what's there's the, a cool little egg the, statue that spins around and he has his little egg buns shake like yolk. let's too. let's prop up uh the bagel place down the street that you can walk to that you'll yeah. probably get a much bagel better mania. yeah go to bagel mania i, I should have done that but i wanted to use my credit to pay for breakfast so you know that's kind of how they sucker you in and the, it's like an all-inclusive place like you're like i already spent money so i'm going i'm going to eat here because i already paid for it so that's kind of the feeling you get when you get a, a resort credit. But yeah, I would definitely go to Bagel Mania or Peppermill, you know, for for lunch, maybe go out, walk across the street to Tacos El Gordo, or there's a Denny's. Um, it looks a little bit dirty, so I wouldn't venture in there, but that's an option for breakfast as well. But yeah, yeah I mean, so, you can't really under, understate how close Peppermill is. There's a light yeah, right there. It's like so right there's there. a crosswalk that goes right from the front of Resorts World directly to Peppermill. That's how close it is. They need to add like a second story because I think that place, it's, all, it's already one of my favorite. Uh, Vegas restaurants and it was always really busy and I think it's just going to be way 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 busier now so they need to go to 24 hours ASAP and they need to like add to the building for sure you're such a Peppermill fanboy that you need to go to Reno so you can go to the Peppermill Resort they have a whole (laughs) casino there I do I do I was so mad I walked up to the door at like 11 10 and the sign said hey uh we're closed 
and I think they had done this earlier. Like this wasn't just, they put a sign up said, if you don't have a reservation, you're not getting in. If you do, we'll let you in. So they like had to lock the door to keep people from just walking in and trying to sit down, which, you know, just shows what Vegas is like right now. Everybody keeps saying Vegas is back. Vegas is back. Yeah. There's a butt ton of people, but services and back all, all the best employees, I think went somewhere else, moved away. You know, they, it's a lot of new people that you're training. So you run into that issue and it's just the, the capacity is still probably half of what it normally would be. So it's a frustrating experience. So if you can only go to Vegas like once a year and, and you kind of blow your, your wad on that trip, I would, I would wait if you're looking for the true Vegas experience. Uh, maybe till end of the year, beginning of next year. But let's talk about Vegas hotels and let's start with your Crockford's review. Tell us how the room was at Crockford's. Oh, it was, it was oh, stunning. You know, wall to ceiling, windows, beautiful. Oh, that's just what I dreamed it would be because they shafted every single person that came to go to Crockford's. So I said, um, I think it was on our uh, weekly MTM Vegas. I was like, I went there. I went to Vegas for two reasons. One was to go to the uh, Tiki Bar at Ellis Island. And they texted us like a couple hours before and said, hey, our AC isn't working. Uh, your, you've been, your reservation has been canceled. But the day before that, you know, I started reading some reviews and Crockford's did not open in time. And so they basically just pushed me over to Conrad and said, hey, we'll try to give you a suite upgrade next time you come back. And that's like all they said. And I was like, really? You're not going to give me some points or food credit, something, you know? And they're like, nope, that's what we're doing. So I didn't get to see it. I was really excited, you know, because I haven't been in that, uh, the LXR Hilton brand. It's the first one in the U.S., so I was really excited to check it out. That was kind of the main reason I came. And, uh, you know, they didn't even contact anyone ahead of time. They let them show up. And then they were like, hey, one guy, they gave him the keys to the Conrad without even saying he wasn't staying in <laughs> at the Crockford. So he's like, well, why aren't these? You guys don't have your own keys. So then they rekeyed them and gave him Crockford's keys. But they still <laughs> went to the Conrad room. Oh, my God. I did not hear <laughs> and they that. Didn't, and they didn't explain to him that it was the Conrad. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's so you want you want the Crockford's key? Okay, yeah, we'll get yeah. The key. They're like, and their excuse, he said, was, "Oh, they're smaller. We're worried people will lose them." But here you go. And then he goes up and he's like, "Wait, this is the Conrad. What the hell?" <laughs> That's kind of like what I said earlier: that a 1800 room Hilton, 1500 room Conrad, and then a little over 200 rooms at Crockford's, including some palaces, what they call palaces, which are these poolside villas, and then they have. I think the palaces are the poolside ones, and then they have villas, which yeah. are up in the tower. But they, they have they, these big. It looked like only one range. of the palaces was open too, because the other pool yeah. didn't have water in it and stuff. So that's going to. Well, there's be three of them like, too. I found the third one okay. that's on the left side of that Conrad. It's weird though, because when you enter the pool area from the Conrad, you do it on the sixth floor, but the pool area is actually on the fifth floor. So you have to go down this flight of stairs, and you can see right into the whole uh, backyard yeah, of I one did. of those palaces. I, I thought it was kind of weird. Like they should have had like uh, some type of privacy thing there, like you know, put uh, vines growing over the top so you can't see in. But like from my room, I could see right down into their pool and stuff. And I'm I'm thinking if I'm getting a villa with a private pool and stuff, I don't want people seeing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean. They built these right out by the pool area, so anyone with a view of the pool area can look right down at them, and certainly not as private from far away, but they do look amazing. I kind of snuck in, didn't sneak in. They had a door open. They were under construction, and I was able to film a little bit of it, so that's going to be in our upcoming video that's coming out in the next couple of days with the hotel review and stuff. I was able to kind of get a little bit of a shot in into these palaces to see what they look like, but that's all kind of Crockford. It's all high-end. We talked about how much we like the lobby. That's not open. I'm probably going to have to bite the bullet and stay there in the next few weeks when it yeah, does open. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I was, I was going to see Mark was using his free night certificate, so I wasn't going to have to, I was going to get to film the room without having to, you know, to yeah. shell out any cash for it. I, 
I will say I I contacted, you know, if you ever have an issue with a a big brand like an airline or a hotel, a good thing to do is to DM them on Twitter. Usually they have some power. The the social media people have some power to, to do some things for you. So when I wasn't getting anything from the front desk, you know, I sent them a message and said, hey, this is what you're doing. You're moving me from a, you know, 90,000 point $600 room to a, you know, $300 room, 60,000 point. So we're talking, you know, several hundred dollars in value that I'm missing out on. And you're just giving me a potential upgrade in the future. I thought that was wrong. So, you know, they're going back and forth. They're like, I think what the hotel, and they said, I think what the hotel offered was fair, but we'll give you an extra 10,000 points. And I was, I was like, what do you mean it was fair? Like you're still off from what I used to what I should have gotten. And then they came back and said, well, we didn't use your free night certificate for that stay. And we're going to give you some extra points. So that was cool. But I don't know why they didn't just say, hey, we're moving you to Conrad, but we're not going to charge you for this stay. Maybe that's something they came up with later, or maybe they just did it for me, but never told me. I don't know. But Remember, I that was they overheard me telling you that I would have stayed there and they'd have told the manager I wasn't going to pay. <laughs> Um, that's exactly yeah. what I would have asked for, though. So I'm glad that you got that. You probably handled it better than me. I would have probably got a little bit upset and then asked to speak to the supervisor at the front desk and then just explain to him that I wasn't going to pay for the room that night and to go figure that out. And you probably handled it a little bit better and got the same results. So a lesson to well, learn it was for me, but you definitely deserve <laughs> yeah. that. And I did that partly knowing, you know, I've gotten uh, good responses from the the Hilton Twitter team. So I kind of figured like they're probably going to be more forthcoming or more more willing to give me something versus this hotel and a management team that probably doesn't know what they're doing yet. So that's why I didn't get, yeah. you know, super upset about it. But I mean, shame it's, on the, like the managers at Clockers. Yeah. I hope somebody from, from Resource World listens to this, which they probably aren't going to, but like you're running a five-star luxury hotel. This isn't a mid-tier hotel. This isn't the Hilton that you got walked from. This is their ultra luxury hotel. And that should have, first off, for them not to, to, to contact you, like what kind of level of service is this that you're trying to you want to say oh, we have this beautiful high-end gaming area and this beautiful high-end hotel, but we're not going to be proactive about telling people that we're not ready. We're not going to offer them the, the room for free. Are you kidding me? So I booked this yeah, hotel and so- I come all the way to Las Vegas and the room's not ready and you're not going to give me the room, the downgraded then, room for free? Like who I will- made that decision? That's crazy. <laughs> I will- I was like, most people didn't get contacted. They did end up contact after I already talked to the front desk and said, hey, I hear you're not open. Well, you know, what's the deal? That night, like, okay, so I'm checking into Monday morning, I'm checking into Crockford's. So Sunday night at midnight or early Monday morning, I get a phone call saying, hey, Crockford's isn't open. Sorry about that. So that would have been 3 a.m. my time. So if I was flying into Vegas that morning, I would have gotten woken up at 3 a.m. to tell me that your room's not ready. That That's so bizarre. And I do feel like it's a little bit shady because if I had known Crockford's wasn't going to be open, I might have either bumped my trip back so I could come when both are open or just not come at all. So I think that's their th- feeling somewhat. They're like, hey, let's just get them here and then we'll tell them or we'll move let's them, you know. Get them in the yeah, door. Let's, yeah, let's get them in the door. Like, let's have them spend the money where if they would have been up front, I would have potentially changed around my trip or not come. So I think that was kind of shady. It was a bad taste for sure, especially for something that's supposed to be ultra luxury. It's, I don't know what they were thinking. It's, it's poor management, especially, you know, Hilton. You know Hilton had some uh, people that just go and open hotels and know how to run this thing that were there and they didn't either they didn't weren't listened to or didn't have control of it but whatever they should have let people know like a week in advance you knew it wasn't going to be open yeah. I mean there I I walked through some how I got up to the 66th floor which is one of the floors of Crockford's 
some of the elevators don't go up there. They're turned off or whatever. But I found one that was, or actually it was one of the Conrad elevators. I was able to just go up there. The elevator doors open and there's like a hundred people working on just the hallways and there's electrical cables thrown everywhere and there's all kinds of craziness. Same thing on the fifth floor, the entrance to the pool area from there. Same thing. They have like pool villas out there and stuff like that that you can enter from the hallway. The hallway, all kinds of electrical. Okay, I mean, it was so far from being done um, that they, yeah, the, they clearly would have known that it wasn't ready. The yeah, and the uh, the bartender at the Crockford said the way she's hearing it, she doesn't even think they're going to make it by July fourth, which is or July third when they're they're supposed to be really opening. And they said when they knew they weren't going to make it, they said, "Well, this is a soft opening, our real openings for the holiday weekend." But I wouldn't be surprised if Crockford's isn't open even for that. So you know, she had heard like July seventeenth or like later in July. So. Yeah, that Who wouldn't surprise with the with the amount of work that was going on. When something's almost finished, it's not where what I saw. I mean, they're they're weeks away, if that. I mean, and they're working. I mean, they had a massive amount of people in there working. Same thing with the palaces and stuff. So clearly, the hotels behind, but they do have two hotels that are open. Uh, the Hilton. Let's start there because neither one of us stayed in the Hilton, but we both spent some well, time in one of the rooms. And one, gotta- yeah, one thing I want to bring up, you know, because you had mentioned how you rode the elevator up or whatever. When you first got there, like the first couple of days, you could just basically pick any floor and go to it. So I don't know if they forgot to turn on, you know, the security measures because um, you didn't have to swipe a card or anything. Uh, so I had a buddy come up to drop off some stuff. He was staying at the Hilton and then he was moving to a different hotel and said, and leave some stuff in your room. So he was able to ride right up. And then later that day, which was Monday afternoon, they had made it where you had to scan your card and it only worked for the floor that the card was on. So that was kind of funny that they forgot to, to manage that. But there will be better security going forward, which is, uh, you know, good for regular people, not good for Vegas vloggers that want to go look at abandoned uh, floors and... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the videotape, the 66 floors where their like their lounge area is. I didn't even know if they had rooms up there or not. I just hit the button and it worked and I was just going to see what I could see. I didn't even get off the elevator because there was literally nowhere I could have gone because they're all like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) I'll tell you what, they must have told the construction workers to be friendly, too, because these are the most friendly construction workers that you can talk anywhere around this property. I went down into the tunnel that's going under there. I, I found where that is, uh, where the Vegas Loop will be. And there's a tunnel that goes under the property basically from Las Vegas Boulevard and ends up at the back of the parking garage. And it's still under construction. And so I went down there. I didn't get to go out in to see the tunnel, but I got to where the door was and I could kind of see it. And the guy told me all about it, really friendly. Nobody like telling me get out of there or anything else. Again, I was in a public area though, so I wasn't trespassing or, or anything like that. At the Conrad, they did also add a security guard checking room keys, I noticed, but at the Hilton, yep. there wasn't one. So I think there was good. like uh, later on, like yeah. they it's probably a staffing so, thing. Yeah. And they have a guy standing out at Crockford's and lobby, even though they didn't have anybody to check keys for, he was still there, uh, like roaming to make sure that I guess nobody tried to go up the elevators. I don't, I don't know, but he was there checking the non uh, cards that nobody had because they didn't open. But I talked about echelon place and how basically the first 10 stories of that hotel tower were built. And that means that on one side of the tower, the rooms are about 450 square feet. The other side, they're about 550 square feet, the standard rooms. And that's basically, I believe, what Boyd had started building for Echelon and what Genting sort of inherited. So on that side with the smaller rooms, that's where the Hilton is. That's if you've seen the pictures of the building with that giant sign on the side of it, the giant LED screen, um, that's where the Hilton are. The Hilton rooms sit in that part of the tower. The other part of the tower holds the Conrad on the lower floors and then Crockford's on the top floors. And uh, so let's talk about Hilton. The standard rooms there, 450 square feet, pretty well appointed. I mean, they have, like you said, it's a pretty nice for a Hilton. Lots of blues, feels very modern. The bathroom is just a a walk-in shower, uh, which is plenty fine. Nothing fancy there, but overall a pretty solid hotel room. 
I think people may be expecting more luxury than what they're going to get with either Conrad or Hilton. And we'll talk about that. But I guess to start with, like, what did you think about the room? Yeah, I, I really like the hallway when you get off the elevator. You know, we made fun of Virgin for having poop colored carpet everywhere. But they had really pretty carpet in the hallway. I actually like the hallway better. And the doors have like a blue wallpaper on it that looks really nice. And the numbers are on like a piece of wood that's really, it's really well done. So I, I thought that was better than the Conrad. And then you enter and the carpet does, it, it's a cool blue circle swirly type of carpet. But it does look a little bit cheaper than the Conrad carpet. In a picture, I thought it looked better. And then when you get there, you're like, okay, this is this doesn't feel quite as nice. But, you know, you still have the mini bar. And the, the cool thing about both of these hotels is next to the mini bar, they, like, reserve some of the fridge for you to, to store stuff in. So you have a, a mini little fridge, which I think is really cool. Um, even though they're probably trying to crack down on bringing liquor in and stuff, that's an option that you could do. So I like that. It did feel a little bit smaller, but it's a similar design. You know, you had two chairs, a table. It, the bed was big and comfortable and the TVs were massive and you could do you can get Netflix and all that stuff on them. So that was kind of nice. And the bathroom is what it is. I mean, I don't know what people expect from Hilton brand, but usually Hilton's not all that great. And I think this is one of the best in the Hilton portfolio of just standard Hilton hotel. I think in the U.S. we have a lot of older Hiltons, and so you kind of get an idea of it as these older hotels. Some of them are renovated, some nice, some not nice. I think some of the newer international Hiltons are very similar to what we see at Resorts World. And uh, like, I think to your point, very, very good. I've been trying, I've been really trying to think of how this fits in with the other hotels in (laughs) Vegas. Like what, what? It's weird because I I think the casino and the mall and stuff is top two or three in terms of finishes and luxury and all that stuff. But the hotels are not to that level. You know, I don't, I just, it's a, it's a weird because that kind of builds up your expectations when you're walking through this casino. You're like, oh, the hotel must be really nice, especially with a Conrad name. You're thinking that's going to be pretty good. Rockford's must be out of this world. And it's just not, it's not there. I mean, the rates aren't like outrageously high, like a win or something like that, that you should expect it, but I would have expect a little bit better, not from Hilton, but from Conrad for sure. Yeah, I mean, in Crockford's, the rooms look amazing. If it's anything like the lobby, I'm sure they will be amazing. So I'm going to reserve judgment on that. But I'm going to come um, crash I, and, and I sleep on, on your couch because I'm so pissed about it. <laughs> I was telling our friend Rick, like Genting sort of inherited this room design or these spaces and they do have plans to build more towers and i wonder if we'll see some more high-end rooms in the next expansion i wonder if do you think they'll stick with hilton or do you think they'll kind of open it up to others on the new towers if i had a guess if they're taking the macau sort of kind of game plan there i would guess that they go with a different brand for their next expansions so i mean we have Macau. In Macau, they have a place called Galaxy, which has all kinds of different brands from JW Marriott to Banyan Tree to like, I don't, I forget them all, but they have their own Galaxy brand. We could also just see a Resorts World Tower where they, where they open their own branded hotel on there. So I think yeah. that. What is the, I don't, what's the one in Macau where like the, uh, it's like a Holiday Inn connects to like a super yeah. high end brand and there's just a small door in between the two and you're like, that, well, that's, oh, that's really, that's the Conrad <laughs> in, uh, in Macau. Oh, okay. that, yeah. So there's, there's this place that was called Sands Kotai Central and Within it, there's four towers, and two of the towers are a Sheraton. One of the towers is the St. Regis, and then one of the towers was half Conrad, half Holiday Inn. And, <laughs> you know, you would never know this other than, but what they literally did was build half the floor as a Conrad, half the floor as a Holiday Inn with doors in between them. So if you didn't really know, and they had separate lobbies and everything else, separate elevators and all that. But the second time I stayed at this hotel, I was with my friend Dave and I said, I was telling him about the fact that the Holiday Inn was in the same tower. And I said, I bet if we open this door, it's going to be the Holiday Inn. 
And it was just this like door. And so we opened this door and it was the, you could see the holiday and elevator. They have that all the ugly inn. green holiday and carpet too. <laughs> no, it was a very nice, it was actually probably one of the nicer holiday inns. But what they've done since then is because that brand, I think was so kind of low tier for that property is they've completely renovated that property is called it the Londoner. And they've changed the theming um, to make it all London based. So they have the Venetian there and then they have the Parisian, which is kind of like the Paris and Las Vegas next door. And now they have the Londoner across the street. So you have London, Paris, Venice. Um, And then the Holiday Inn got redone as the Londoner Hotel. So there is no more Holiday Inn um, in that in that hotel anymore. But yeah, I think that's what you'll see is you'll probably see them either come up with their own brand or partner with a different company. Uh, They can do that. Although I don't know what their contract is with Hilton. So who knows uh, exactly how that'll work out yeah but i'm kind of i'm kind of impressed um that they're already like they're like hey phase two is happening we're already building and they're building they're already working on the towers and and all that they're like you'd think you'd roll with this for a little bit and bring some money back in but they're just it, it, you know adding to it and I'm, I'm assuming that they're if they're adding all these towers they're gonna have to have more of a casino because i don't think that's going to be able to hold more capacity than it already does yeah i think that they i mean they have one third of the acreage of the of what they have is still there to be built and actually kind of more than that once you factor in where the buildings actually sit um so there's still lots of room to expand i expect the the casino will get bigger um and everything else it's only 117,000 square feet so it's not big by vegas standards it's not tiny of course the casino is plenty big but it's not one of the biggest ones in las vegas but yeah so the hilton i think is you know that's their sort of entry i think i would probably compare it to like a nicer version of the rooms that maybe mgm grand the renovated rooms Maybe put it on level with something like Mandalay Bay, although Mandalay Bay has separate tub and showers and bigger rooms than that. But that's sort of where I'm feeling the Hilton fits in. Uh, Kind of unique, maybe, just because it feels more corporate, perhaps, than some of the older Vegas stuff. Um, So let's move on to Conrad. The one thing I didn't like between Conrad and Hilton is that... I can tell the design of the room. The same person designed both rooms. To your point, yeah. <laughs> you had the same table in both rooms. The chairs were a little bit different, but the same concept of no desk, but just you know an open table that you could use as a desk or to eat or wherever you want. And yeah, I thought, and that was kind of that was actually you know I know most people don't go to Vegas to work, but if you are going to work in either of these rooms, it's not set up for that at all. So hopefully they've you know I don't even know. I guess you could go to the the bar uh, lobby the um and sit there a little bit because I had to try to drag that table, move it around to do a live recording and or just to sit there and type it up. And there's no outlets near it, so you'd ha- I had to move the table just to plug in my computer, and that table is like seventy five. 100 pounds it is not easy to move <laughs> yeah it's not and so that's in both rooms um i mean basically the rooms look the same except for the conrad rooms about 100 square feet bigger you get a slightly bigger shower which you probably don't need i think the shower in the yeah. hilton's plenty big enough you get a rain shower head which isn't all that great but it is a rain shower head above your head you made a point that the other shower head the other one is sort of this adjustable swivel that was i think mounted by somebody who's five feet tall yeah. So if you're, if you're tall, like <laughs> no. for me, like I, I actually looked standing in there, the regular shower head was not tall enough to, to get water on my head um, because even at its highest setting. So I used the rain shower, but uh, that was a little bit of an issue, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these people have the handheld uh, showers now and it, they'll mount it to a bar and they'll have a slider so you can move it up and down the bar. And usually that bar goes all the way to the ceiling because, I mean, it's a cheap bar you don't it's not that costly and this guy just like cut it off at like <laughs> at like six feet so anybody that's taller is gonna have to use either the rain shower or the handheld you can't really stand there and have it which is just another small mistake but you did it thousands of times so it's kind of funny like nobody stood in there and was like wait this doesn't really work 
<laughs> All right, so now I'm going to get super, super nerdy. Another problem I had with the Conrad room is, to your point, the, the materials just weren't quite to the level that they should have been. Like, for instance, they're using this tile that's like a fake marble tile instead of using marble, which I think in that level of hotel, they should have used marble. And uh, it just seems like they, I, I told you this when we were there, I now see Conrad and Hilton as the same hotel with different room categories. Yeah, that's when you think of it that way, and when you think a lot of nights spread is thirty, forty dollars difference. You know, I think it's probably worth it for the Conrad room because it's bigger, it's more spacious. A lot of people don't care about that, so if space isn't an issue for you, and then that's fine. But it is, like you said, noticeably bigger. You can feel the space in the room, but they didn't fill it up with furniture, so it's a lot of emptiness in the room too. Like the same yeah. furniture in the Hilton mm-hmm. and the same furniture in Conrad, and so that extra hundred square feet is basically just open space. I'm mean, same TVs in both places, pretty much the same. Yeah, I think they, the same lamp in the corner. They could have like thrown a, a desk in the Conrad or something, like added a little something different to it, and you know anybody that wants to work. Or needs to work to do that. But yeah, a lot of, I mean, you're, if you're in Vegas, you're not spending a ton of time in your room. So I don't know that, you know, the extra hundred square feet is going to make a big difference unless you have two beds in there. One bed, I didn't, it wouldn't have bothered me at the Hilton. So I probably would save the 20 to 30 bucks. I will say if you have um, status gold or diamond status with Hilton, you'll get uh, $15 per person up to two people at, for, for food and beverage credit. And that's going at least until the end of the year. So you can get 30 bucks per room at the Hilton and you can get 50 bucks because it goes up to $25 at Conrad. Um, and it should be the same for Crockford's too. So if it's about the same price, if it's like a $10 difference or a $5 difference or less than 20, um, you might as well book that room if you have status because it's going to pay for itself or you'll you know come out a little bit ahead. And I use my credit at Suns Out, Buns Out, and then I use the rest of it at the pool bar um, and build it all back to my room. And I had to argue with them because they have a little issue with their systems. And I also had to argue about the resort fee. If you use Hilton points or a free night certificate, you won't get hit with the $45 resort fee or you shouldn't. But a lot of them had issues where it auto build it. So be sure to fight for that. Uh, they always ask, do you want to see your bill? And I think that's more of an Asian uh, theme thing because a lot of hotels never ask that. Um, but they printed it off and have you look at it. And both times I had to argue something. Yeah, I, I hate to admit this, but I was so worried about filming that I completely forgot to check out of the hotel and get my bill. And now, so the resort fee, we did take it care of it when I checked it. Obviously, it could have been added on, and I'm still waiting for the bill from them, so I haven't been able to access it. And you should absolutely check out and make sure your bill is right. I do that 99.9% of the time, but I was focused on cashing out my cashless account and doing other things. And it just, I was driving halfway home before I realized, I'm like, oh my God, you didn't you didn't take care of that. So hopefully it's all fixed. They did it when I checked in, zero out the resort fee, and I'm hoping the credit applied correctly. That would be a good credit to them if they do it correct. So it's a good test of them, I suppose. But um, yeah. I didn't want to be a guinea pig when it came and it, to this stuff. And if you do run into issues, like like we said before, just email uh, or DM a Hilton on Twitter, and they'll be able to help you most likely. So a lot of people keep can, trying to ask what Resource World compares to Win Encore, and you know. It doesn't. I don't think that it's really on that level. I think that Genting sort of looked, they had low end Circus Circus on one end. Um, some of the older casinos like Sahara and Strat up north that aren't really high end. Uh, they had Win Encore, which is super high end next door. And I think they built something kind of in between um, for the most part. The casino is very nice. I would say even maybe the casino is nicer than the one at Win Encore, but I don't think as a property it really compares yeah. overall. I will, yeah. And you have like uh, the artistic stuff, like the, you know, the, the flowers and stuff at Win, and they didn't, they didn't even really do that. I don't know that if they will or not in the mall area. So you're kind of missing that stuff. Like Bellagio even has the gardens and that kind of 
higher end, you know, exterior of casino fluff stuff. They they have the sphere thing or globe, whatever you want to call it. So that's cool, but it's not like that type of thing. So I do think that they were they were looking more young. I think they were looking for like the young, funner scene. The music's pumping, you know, the colors feel more fun. Almost like what you would think Virgin would have gone for and kind of the style that they would have done, not top tier, but nice and, you know, modern and, and younger. So I think that's they kind of knocked it out of the park of where Virgin should have been positioned, but didn't quite get there. So I agree. It's the rooms. I think the casino is higher end and the rooms are more high mid tier. You know, like if you're an upgraded room at Paris, I think it's similar to that is kind of the feel I got. Maybe a little bit nicer because it's newer, but not much nicer. I think a lot of people are going to miss some of the themes of other casinos. I mean, it is very sort of generic corporate hotel yeah the, these are the hilton hotels are very conference center conference center corporate hotel yeah and uh, it's across the street from the convention center so i guess that sort of makes sense uh, but i think it's a lot of people aren't going to love um, that aspect of it i do think a lot of people will like that aspect of it i think if you had to compare it most directly to another casino on the strip i would probably say cosmo is what they were sort of going for casino wise uh, the food you know cosmo has sort of a similar food court you know, they have all their sort of high-end, mid-range dining options. Um, Cosmo, of course, is a lot more space-constrained, so everything's stacked up on top of each other. But, you know, kind of with that younger, modern vibe, I think Cosmo is what they were going for. The rooms at Resorts World do not compare to the rooms at Cosmo. The rooms at Cosmo are much nicer, and that's uh, that's a fact, in my opinion. I, I don't know. You know, people who watch the channel probably know that I, I put Win Encore as my number one property. Cosmo is my number two. Resource World is going to probably be top five, but it's definitely not going to beat those two overall, uh, considering the way the hotel is. Yeah, I would say, you know, I didn't walk through the Bellagio rooms, but what do you think of the new uh, refresh Bellagio rooms now that they've lost the tub and stuff? I think that's more of like, and Bellagio is trying to go younger crowd. How do you think the rooms compare between the two, like Conrad to Bellagio? Yeah, I definitely think the Bellagio rooms are nicer. Um, I, I like the, the aesthetic of them better. I like the carpeting that they chose a little bit better. To your point, I like the Hilton hallways with that sort of blue uh, look. It seems like the Hilton and Resorts World went with more blues, whereas the Conrad went with more reds. Yeah, and I tend sure. to like the blues a little bit better. The carpet at the Conrad, like you said, is gray and it's a little bit nicer than the one at the Hilton. But neither one of them scream high-end hotels. I've been in some very high-end hotels recently with renovations, kind of that look a lot like what Crockford's is supposed to look like. So I think that you know that's really their play for the high-end market. And I do think that they'll expand. And I think you'll see a luxury tower get built there. That's just my guess. But um, I don't feel like, I feel like they wanted to get their mass market products out there. And I think that's what Hilton and Conrad ended up being. Um, Crockford's very small for their high end. And I think you'll see them sort of build that, but they wanted the property uh, of the future. And I think they built it. I mean, yeah, you don't have sort of the gardens that you have at Wynn or Bellagio, but you have a lot of sort of modern, interesting things. And I do think that mall area will kind of progress a little bit as they build out everything. Yeah. And the orb is pretty cool. I mean, the orb is, it it doesn't seem like it should be so cool. Yeah, it is cool when it's lit. Um, Yeah. The mall does feel a little like, it feels a little generic um, as far as the stores and stuff and set. I didn't even go up to the second floor because nothing looked open. So if you go down towards the end of the mall, Fuhu uh, restaurant looks, it doesn't open until I think the third, there was a sign out front, second or third of July, but it looks beautiful. Like they have uh, like pinkish purplish flowers hanging down from the ceiling, like really well done, really interesting. Even Genting Palace looks really cool, like a really nice restaurant, smelled awesome, which is down the hallway towards Hilton. So that's like one of the few 
restaurants that is set off from the casino and that's like their their main go-to um you know their namesake restaurant so definitely check those out you know the beverly hills pizza place we said wasn't open which i'm depressed (laughs) about but i'm hoping that uh you know that's another late night option they add because they didn't have anything past 11 p.m for the most part which i thought was shocking you know people want to eat you know at midnight in vegas like that's just you need to figure that out so Hopefully they throw a couple more things that even if it's in the mall, you know, something that eats is something that you can just easily throw out all the time, sell slices, whatever. So hopefully that gets uh, figured out some. I was looking for Kardashian's closet and I couldn't find it. That's the that's the store where you'll be able to buy all the used clothes of the Kardashian family. I'm oh, not wow. making that up. I'm not making that up. No, at all. that's sad. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's open how, yet. Like how spe- specific of a thought, you know, like, oh, man so weird well they probably only wear stuff you know once so yeah but i'm saying like you have to be one of the size of one of them like it's not like you have a size for everyone but there are a lot of kardashians so maybe they'll they'll take i mean it's an interesting concept i would like to see what the store is actually like maybe they're yeah you get your pit stays free pit stains free (laughs) and that's 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 resourceful all right so (laughs) i think the last thing we should talk about is the gaming aspect and Vegas Advantage has a great article on all of the different types of games that you can get there, all the table games and all of that. And they have a lot of table games there, a huge emphasis on on that. And it's a big part of the casino. Although don't expect the best odds or anything like that. You know, this is run yeah, by an ex-MGM alum. A lot yeah. of 6-5 blackjack, stuff like that. Yeah, so nothing great as far as that goes. But the big sort of thing about Resorts World is cashless gaming. Boom, 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 boom. boom the future is here. Yeah, future sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough because uh, we talked about this on the MTM Vegas show on the YouTube channel, but the promise of this is to sort of make things simpler. And right now you can just put cash, you know, you go to an ATM, you pull out cash, put cash in the machine, it gives you a ticket, you can use that around, cash it back into cash, great. To sign up for their cashless gaming system is almost like opening a bank account. I mean, it's it's in a way, it kind of is that, right? Yeah, and even signing up just for their players card uh feels a little bit more uh intrusive than than any other player's card i guess but yeah you you sign up for the player's card at the kiosk and then it says do you want to do uh cashless gaming so you hit yes and then it gives you a qr code to scan you download the app and then you go through this whole hoops and jumps and you can hook it up to your checking account credit card um, which will charge you a fee they say mastercard and discover shouldn't charge cash advance fees visa will be dependent on the bank so it'll be like a 2.9 percent fee the first load they'll waive right now they're giving 150 dollars bonus if you do a thousand bucks and then you get the 29 bucks back in fees uh, for the thousand dollars it just gets added to your total so i did it and then 10 minutes later is when i got the 150 bucks and the 29 bucks so it went to a, a, you know 1179 dollars sat at the table said all right here's my phone let's do this and they go to uh scan it can't figure it out and they're like oh you have to move it to the gambling fund because there's there's two accounts for whatever reason it doesn't make any sense so i moved it over there that still didn't work and back and forth and they couldn't figure it out so i finally just pulled cash out of my pocket and bought in with that and i went to the i said this was stupid i'm just gonna go cash here cash out and then use the cash to play so i went there and they struggled with it as well which i'm sure in the next week or two everybody will kind of know how to, how the system works but it was a struggle it doesn't seem like it'd be quicker than them just counting out 700 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever seems like it's going to take longer which defeats the purpose. And I also didn't get to see like how the cash out process works. Do you just walk away the table with your chips or do they put it back into your app? You know, I'm sure you can do it either way, but I was hoping to test that out and they just could not make it work. On the slot side, I tried to to do it and I couldn't, same thing, I couldn't get the money to load from the account. 
to the slot machine, although I didn't see any way to link the slot machine, but I assume because her card was in, Jasmine was playing and it didn't do it. And then we didn't transfer to the right account. And I think that just the way we're talking about this maybe conveys to people listening how complicated all this is. You and I, like we play with prepaid cards, like we do this stuff all the time and it's just very convoluted. And uh, Jasmine did end up playing, but to the same point, she couldn't use the money from her account. So basically ended up cashing it out. I ended up not using any of the money from my account and cashed it out and got the bonus. So anybody out there, I mean, if you're in Vegas, you can get over there. The thing is, it's not advertised anywhere, the $150 yeah, bonus. So it could just stop at any time. But I think the worst case is you fund the account, you don't get your 150 bucks. I would hope yeah, that they keep the, out. you know, waiving that fee on the first load is something that they will uh, keep going. But um, it's certainly uh, crazy. Did you have an issue? Like when you transfer between one account into the other account, there's no sense that I could find. So like my, yeah. I had like, even when, you, uh, even when you withdraw, if you have a uh, sense in there, it doesn't let you withdraw it. Like yeah. you can only do old numbers. So I'm like, okay, how, how I still have 50 <laughs> cents in my, that's what I have. Re- yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they refunded the fee, you know, I got $29 50 cents as part of my fee. So I ended I guess, up with 11 Yeah. If they only let you fund in dollars, I don't think it'll be a problem going forward. I think it's just because that fee was refunded that they're like, Oh, you got 50 cents in your account. I got, well, except for if you're playing a slot machine. Yeah. yeah you're you going to cash out any things. amount. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just seems like they didn't think about <laughs> coding the cents in there. Um, it's a simple coding thing that they should add and they probably will. Um, so I, so you and I both have 50 cents because we could only cash out a whole dollar amount. So yeah, it's, and that's it's another thing. Like crazy. you should be able to withdraw it to your bank account, even when you're not on site. Like once it's in your account, you should be able to withdraw it wherever you are. Cause if you forget, like if you forget to cash out, you're stuck with that until you go back, which is kind of annoying. And I think, you know, chips are in your pocket. You kind of feel it, or you have a, I mean, some people probably walk away with a, a slot receipt in their wallet and have to go back. But if this is to make it easier and more streamless, uh, seamless, you would think that they'd let you withdraw it to your bank account, you know, wherever you are. But I don't even know if that's possible. I didn't see any way to do it, but maybe they'll get added if it isn't. The crazy thing is, I do believe there is a Nevada law that outlaws funding gambling with a credit card directly. You know, you can do cash advances. So that's and maybe why like they that. have the Play Plus account. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Into the gambling. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's nothing different than going to one of those cash advance things because you could always do that in a casino on a credit card. But technically, you're doing the cash advance and then you're gambling with the cash. And I think that's sort of a similar thing. You're doing your cash on the one account and then moving it to your gambling account. And I think that's how they're getting around the, the laws. And that's why it's so complicated and, and all that. So I think the, the consensus is that sort of the, this uh, cashless gaming is not ready for prime time. Um, there's a lot of issues, not just with that, uh, at the food court, at the restaurants, everything is, is paperless and you know there's kiosks to order. Things yeah. don't always work. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Grubhub delivery delivery, which you, you use, but so everything is sort of going to this techno, this futuristic place, but it's just not there yet. They're using five different vendors for all of this wireless technology, and they're all trying to work together. And there's issues with all of that, so it's going to take time. And I think if you're going to gamble, just do it the old-fashioned way. You can still do yes. that. You can still put cash in. You can still get yep. tickets out. Works just like any other casino, and you would never even know that this whole cashless nonsense exists if you didn't want to buy into it right now. Yeah, and I will say with the kiosk, with the food ordering for the the food court type of thing, you put in your phone number and everything, and it doesn't necessarily restart when the next person does. So I heard multiple people got charged for other people's food because it didn't the system doesn't reset properly or whatever. So that's something I didn't even mess with it after hearing that, and then hearing people ordered it and they didn't they didn't get alerted that their food was ready till the next day. 
or you know two hours later they had to go back to their hotel and they still hadn't gotten the food so i'm sure that system will get worked out in the next couple weeks but if you are checking it out you know in the next you know in the first couple of of weeks be wary of that and you might want to avoid (laughs) ordering because of that issue now on the grubhub thing it is an eight dollar and fifty charge you can get it get it delivered to your room or if you're out at the pool they deliver it to lockers that are right next to the bar and i was the first person ever to try it so that'll be my claim to fame until i die they should put a plaque of me up somewhere above the lockers i feel like but i'll work on that <laughs> <laughs> i think there's other so, lockers too isn't i didn't see yeah. any but i i believe they're promising lockers in other places on the property too. yeah which i find yeah i guess if you're like on the gaming floor and you don't want to go pick it up or whatever but I think the the two main areas people use is like as room service or down by the pool. So it was an eight fifty uh, delivery fee, which seems steep for somebody walking through a casino, but you know that it is what it is. And it'll be better for bigger, you know, if you have a group of like four or five people ordering, then it won't be so bad. But if you're just ordering, like I ordered just a sandwich to try it, and the fees were more than the sandwich, so it won't be useful for solo people that just want something to snack on. But you can still go pick it up as well. I think you can order there and then pick up, and you'll avoid some of those fees. So uh, some I good think, options, I, but I think it's unique. Well, we're talking about prices i mean the prices on all the restaurants are are pretty high i mean they're they're certainly up there with like win encore i mean about as high as you're going to find on the las vegas strip the food court where i like i said i i think that they have some really high quality stuff um it does remind me of hawker centers in asia the smells especially the way that they're preparing food the sort of open uh, openness is different than your kind of typical mall food court or whatever but the dishes in there are all 15 to 20 dollars each i mean it's it's not cheap. Like for a bowl of soup, $15 for dumplings, $15 for yakitori, a couple of, you know, meat on a couple of sticks, 10 bucks, you know, it just keeps going up. Even for, they have like the Italian place with like a meatball sub is 15 bucks, fried chicken sandwich at their, their chicken place, 15 bucks. So yeah, I mean, you're looking 20, 25 ahead by the time you get a drink and a side and everything else there, everywhere around there is going to be expensive. Keep that in mind. Um, and get your $150 Go free. off site. Get your $150 for free for sure so that you go can go eat it uh, at Peppermills. Yeah. Go to the Fireside <laughs> Lounge. No, but I mean, there are some dishes in there. To, I can't wait to actually try the food court. I Price aside, there are, does look to be some very high quality stuff as I went through there. And uh, I'm looking forward to reviewing some of it. I will say, like, what do you think about, you know, they, they prop this up 40 restaurants, 40 restaurants, 40 restaurants, and it doesn't feel like there's that many you know because a lot of a a big chunk of them is in the hawker center and then it's all asian food pretty much in the hawker center outside of like one or two options so it feels very limited for somebody that is if you don't like asian food i feel like you're a little bit limited in what you're going to do it's either high end or you can go to sun's out buns out or the hot dog place that's over the dog the dog pound or whatever that's the sports book too which you would think a hot dog place would be open late but no they close that early too so you're kind of limited in your your selection. Even the finer dining restaurants, two or three of them are Asian themed. So just be aware of that. If you were going to eat there, stay there, and that's not your thing, you might want to you know figure something else out before. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I mean, in the in the Hawker Center, there's 15 outlets, I think, and I want to say four of them are are non Asian food. But even if you just take away those 15, there's 25 restaurants. I think the issue you're running into is that most of these restaurants are not open yet. That's so yeah. a lot of the that's options true. aren't there, but they have things like Craig's vegan is already open. Vegan, you know, frozen yogurt, ice cream, stuff like that. You have the pizza have the place lobster, coming. The, they uh, have Viva, which lobster. is Mexican food. What's the, uh, it's like lobster burger or something like, something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Marigold. Yeah. Marigold yeah. is a beautiful restaurant. I really like the way it looks. They have like lobster rolls, burgers. So like that's kind of down to earth American food. So I think yeah. once 
everything opens, you'll have actually perhaps the best top to bottom lineup of restaurants in the city as far as different tastes and price ranges. But even the cheap stuff is is expensive. And so the expensive, nice restaurants are super expensive. Again, not different than probably Win, but you also don't have any restaurants that have like an iconic location. Think about, you know, restaurants along the Bellagio Fountain or at Win, some of the restaurants along the lake there, like the steakhouse or the seafood restaurant. Yeah. Or they have the all- Japanese restaurant. I'm terrible with names, uh, but that's out by its own Japanese garden at Win. You don't have that at uh, at Resorts World. You don't have anything with that sort of. I a do setting. Want, wonder if there's going to be something up on like the the high floors of Crockford's or anything like like you would think they yeah. would have a a top of the the top story type of bar with a view because you have a good view of the strip from that from that hotel. So you would think they would have put something up there. Maybe it's still coming. Um, but yeah, there's not like a signature where you're like, oh, that's the hot ticket. I gotta go there. Like I would say, maybe Genting Palace is. Uh, you know, it's close, but you don't have a view or anything. You're down the hallway from the Hilton. So I don't even <laughs> No, there is yeah. a lounge well, a good point. similar to Legacy Club going into the 66th floor, which is the top floor. Okay. Um, okay. Just so you know, the four is a bad number in, in Chinese culture. So there's no four, there's no floors in the 40 range. Like it goes from 39 up to 50, I believe. And so I think the, the whole tower is like 56, 57 stories tall, but it's on the 66th floor. So it'll be called starlight on 66 and it'll be a luxury cocktail lounge oh that'll be cool so they will have that and so and that you know that'll be the hot spot yeah i'm sure it's good that we're getting these cool kind of sky lounges you know legacy club another one oh you forgot to you forgot to mention that you found the uh speakeasy (laughs) yeah we have the speakeasy that's in the now i mean that wasn't a secret because they did release concept art of it but i hadn't seen a lot of people talking about how to get into it and i finally found a way the way into it which is through this little shop they opened up a bookcase really cool but cooler than that are the bathrooms in the food court they have like disco balls in them and yeah this cool they're really crazy artwork where like they change the lighting and so different things on the wall stands out depending on the color of lighting that they have and like you don't expect that in a food court in a thing but i those are the coolest bathrooms in all of resorts world so check those out um as well and the speakeasy and let's they don't have kinda, the, they don't have the Berlin Wall though, man. They don't have the Berlin Wall. They don't, and hopefully Main Street uh, comes back because we we all know though, Mark. The best thing about Main Street Station is the beer, beer. right? Yeah, oh, God, the beer. No. God, 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 God. <laughs> terrible, terrible. All right, so let's talk about. Let's finish this off by talking about the biggest wins and biggest losses with Resorts World. I'm kind of letting people know why this stands as, a, as an awesome property, which I think we both t- sort of agree with that. You know, we. D- trying to give you everybody a nuanced view of this. Um, but what are your biggest, let's start with the biggest losses. What were your biggest disappointments with Resource World? Uh, biggest disappointments is I did expect the hotel to be a little bit nicer um, as well as not being able to get into Crockford's, but I expected the rooms to have better finishes, especially Conrad. Hilton was fine, but I expected Conrad to be a step up and it really isn't. And to your point where just think of it as two towers in the same hotel, then yes, that's kind of what, but then don't name it two different names, but what that that's just me. Um, so that's a big loss. The other one is you are running into uh, some service issues, which that's just opening. So I won't focus on that too much, but there's not a lot around it. So if everything is booked up for the night or if the, you're having trouble getting into a restaurant, you know, you go outside, it, there's a couple of grab and go places, one restaurant, but you're not on the strip where you can go walk to like three or four different casinos and you have lots of options. So until that area builds up more you're kind of almost at like a standalone resort, which has its plus and its minuses. So that's, well, you have circus, circus and win. Circus, circus. Woo. Woo. And slots of fun, baby. If you want appetitis and spending the whole night, uh, puking at the, (laughs) 
puking in the toilet, go down there for food. Yeah, for sure. But like to get to the win and stuff, that's a long walk. It's not like it's, you know, next door, like you are walking up and down the strip. So when is right now. I mean, it's right across the street. I know it's kitty corner, but it's like you're walking up the drive versus two storefronts. You know, I feel like no encore casino is right there on the corner. Okay. Well, anyway, that's it. You got those two out. That's I I, I totally agree. It's a great point. You're not, there's no variety. And there's no, you know, like if you're walking down the strip, Bally's has all those little restaurants out front and stuff. So you have a lot of options depending on your budget. This is kind of budget lock. Um, Tacos El Gordo, so, baby. Yeah, 200 people in line. You're, so yeah, hopefully your point more, is absolutely right, though. I, I'm giving yeah, you a hard hopefully time. Hopefully they build up that right. area more. Like there's a strip mall there. You know, hopefully some better stuff comes in or or whatever. So I, I, I do think in like five years that area will have a lot more to offer. But Right now, it's something to consider. Best stuff, I would say, you know, just they thought of everything really well. All the main areas, really beautiful. Crockford's lobby is amazing. Um, I could definitely stay there. Somebody did bring up, uh, mentioned on Twitter, like, I wonder what that's going to look like in a year or two, because it's such light colors. Is it going to get worn down, beat up, stained, spills, all that stuff? So that'll be interesting to see how they upkeep it. But that's probably one of my favorite. If I'm going to meet up with some people and just want to have a conversation, that's where I would go. So those were kind of the, the highlights. The mall area was nice. <laughs> I, mean, I think with Crockford's, I think even in Vegas, there's there's lobby areas that are similar to that that don't get overrun, and it's just because the way it was built, there, it's most people will never make it their way back there. And if it started getting overrun with or people, they'll think they'll, like they're not supposed to be, it. so they won't try. Yeah, for sure. it does feel like a place that you, if you that when you walk in, you feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here, unless you just know you're supposed to be there. Like you and I, we know we're supposed to be there, right? We we belong. No. I mean, it's funny <laughs> though that that's a joke, but. That they had it all staffed, right? They had the front desk staffed. They had the bar staffed, and the hotel wasn't. They had a guy open. checking keys that for no keys. Yeah, everything yeah. was fully staffed. So I mean, that is a cool place, and I think that's a win. And I'm gonna, you know, having, I mean, I haven't seen the rooms yet, but just from the the renderings, and they look very similar, similar materials to what's in the lobby. So based on that, I'm gonna hope that that's a big win. Um, the big loss for me, I had seen the concept art obviously for a long time about the hotel rooms, and they look just like they did in the concepts. I had hoped that they would come out better than than the concepts, and they didn't. Like I said, they feel very corporate, and uh, I stay in a lot of corporate hotels, and you know, no complaints at all. But there isn't anything really special about those Hilton rooms or those Conrad rooms. There's nothing that tells there's me, not oh even my god, anything Vegas in it. Like there's no Vegas yeah. art. There's no nothing, which is bizarre for a Vegas hotel. Everything everybody has a little bit of Vegas in it. And this has nothing. Like it was straight. You could have plopped this hotel anywhere and it would have been the same. Like you didn't need, there's nothing, which is really weird. Yeah. And Crockford seems to be the opposite of that. seems like they really put a lot of thought into it. It has this very high end Asian theming and, you know, I'll reserve judgment until I actually see those rooms, but it does seem like the the vast majority of their rooms are not going to be too special. It's not going to be the kind of room like, oh, I always want to stay at Paris because I love the the feel of the rooms there or uh, anything like that. Um, Resorts World, you know, I compare it like to Virgin. They're both Hilton hotels. I liked my room at the Ruby Tower at Virgin better for sure than the Conrad room. So, I mean, not even close, quite honestly. I felt the Virgin room was a lot more comfortable and modern and interesting to me. Um, again, these are not negative well, that things. Is their, that's their best world. tower, too, you know. Yeah. So you don't know what the compared to regular, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the overall, you like, probably get the Ruby Tower cheaper than you could get Conrad most nights, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, I mean, we've, we talked on our show, we've talked a lot about Virgin and I don't think Virgin compares here. I'm just saying that if you're looking purely as a Hilton sort of loyalist for the hotel room, I'd say, I think that Virgin compares well, but 
that I think that's my disappointment, even though it's not a surprise because I kind of expected it. But I was hoping to sort of be surprised, like things I missed. And I, I kind of, you know, you've you've convinced me that they should have probably differentiated the Conrad and the Hilton a little bit more uh, with some stuff. It's clear to me that they are very, very closely related. I mean, I, there are a hundred square foot difference in room size, but the rooms almost look exactly the same. It, in fact, had I not pointed it out to everybody, the difference in size, I don't even think you guys really noticed it no. um, the first time that you could. So because just the beds in the same place, the TVs in the same place, has the same table, has the same lamp in the corner. The bathroom, while slightly bigger in the Conrad, you know, has the same shower and the van. I mean, it really does feel like the same room, just a little bit supersized with red versus blue. And that's really what you're getting, uh, what you're getting there. So I think that was a disappointment. The win, I think that they, they, uh, as far as wins, the mall, um, the shopping, just the way that it all sort of flows together. I think the design is what they really nailed it. It feels yeah. sort of next I, level to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like how you say, uh, Virgin feels very disjointed because they have different companies doing different things. When you walk through it, they have like an airport store uh, with Brookstone and stuff. So it's really weird. And then you go to Circa. I thought Circa did a really good job of, you know, every was thing was integrated and made sense and themed together. And I think Resorts World did the same thing. So I think they knocked it out of the park of that. Like it all flows and, and makes sense and uh, feels like it fits together. Yeah. And I think a good point talking about Circa, I have the full review on the, on the YouTube channel and I've stayed in the rooms there and I made it very clear to say that I don't think the rooms at Circa are luxury in any way, but they're just below that. And I think they're probably on level with what we see at Conrad or Hilton, but I like the Circa rooms better. So there you go. I would say the Circa rooms better are better. Theming. Yeah, yeah, it feels very Vegas and cool. And even though it's not the highest end of materials, everything they chose is attractive and modern and it feels cool. And even like the the weird wallpaper in the bathrooms there, they have this Vegasy wallpaper. It just feels right. Like it feels different and unique. And like, yeah, there's a brand to that hotel room at Circa where, yeah, the Resorts World hotel rooms feel just a little generic to me in comparison. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, the bed was comfortable. The rooms are modern. I mean, you're not going to go wrong staying in the room. It's just trying to give you guys some nuance so you can compare it to other things and and figure out, you know, if it's right for you. By no means do I have really any complaints about that whole so, hotel. Yeah. Top, top, top overview. Quick, it, would you stay there again? Like, if if you had, if you were, could only go back to Vegas and thinking of location, the room, and every you know similar prices otherwise, wise, would you go out of your way to stay at Resorts World or would you just go visit the casino and the food and stuff and not stay? Well, see, the, I think this actually helps win out because Win was the best property before. And that's where I would stay if I if I didn't live here and I was going to I was somebody who came once or twice a year and I wanted to stay in my favorite property. And it was about the experience that I guess if I wasn't paying so much attention to what the cost was, then it would be Win Encore. And I think that's only made better by the fact that Resorts World is across the street now because there's another 30, yeah, 40 places to check eat. it out. Yeah. five minutes away and I could still go back to my room at Encore, which is significantly nicer than those rooms at Resorts World or even the rooms in Wind Tower, which are being renovated right now. So yeah, I mean, that that would be where I go other than that Cosmo on the other end of the strip. But I do feel like the casino at Resorts World gives me a lot of that Cosmo stuff that I like. So for me, staying at Wynn and walking to Resorts World would be like perfect combination. I think that's where I would. Yeah, be. I'm curious to see. I didn't gamble a ton, but I put a little bit of play in. Um, so I'm curious to see if what kind of offers uh, you get, if any, are they going to be stingy? Are they going to be overly welcoming, trying to get people to come back? So I think that'll play a role for a lot of people, especially Caesars loyalists like me that are looking for a new uh, option. I mean, not, I've never been a huge MGM person just because I don't think like they're 
overly rewarding. So I'm kind of, will Resorts World fill that hole? And then even if they do, do I want to be that far away from everything else? I don't know, but we'll see. I'm it's time to discover some other stuff, though. Sahara is really nice. It's all renovated, so it's a cool place to visit on the north end. Strats Casino is actually very nice now. Um, Sahara, the, both those casinos, I think, have struggled immensely with COVID to, to attract people to that north end of the Strip. So hopefully they get helped out. But both of those venues are very nice in what they've built there. And uh, so there's there are Just some nobody other Nobody goes to Sahara. Nobody. Yeah. The other thing I, was, I forgot to say, the Vegas Confessions posted a video at Resorts World where they actually had an employee going around to every machine and changing it to max bet so that, you know, if the last person only bet one, the next person to sit down at the machine, it's already on max bet to kind of suggest what oh, you should do. And then like, if you're not paying attention, you just get trapped. Well, so, so here is a little bit of a story I have. Jasmine put a little bit of play in there, kind of similar thing to see what offers she gets. And what happened was one machine, she sat down, she was playing video poker and she put a hundred dollars in and the machine was set on $25 denominations instead of 25 cents. This was a machine that went from nickels to $25 uh, on one machine. And so she didn't pay attention. And so she hit max bet and it goes to four and she can't figure out what it is. Basically, so she bet four times $25, bet the whole $100 and then dealt it. And so, you know, here we are just hoping that she gets jacks or better. She ends up losing the $100. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe she'll get some offers because she did those $25 bets. Probably not. But uh, thankfully, she did end up like leaving even. So she actually uh, won some money on some slots and stuff like that. And that whole $100 debacle was uh, was all for naught. And uh, she got her $150 for free as well. So she actually left up $150 if you count it uh, that way. But just watch out for those uh, max bets. Watch out for those denominations. Lots of multi-denomination machines. And I don't know that I've seen a $25 multi-denomination machine outside of a high roller area. This was just in the regular. No, that's casino, crazy. Sort of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it would have been nice if she got like nice. four of a kind, though. If she would have got I know, four it of a kind. That's what you think. And then, of course, she lost it, lost it. And it was very sad. But like I said, she left even. And so that was, uh, I guess, the bitter taste of that was out of the mouth. But, you know, don't if you see 25, just kind of pay attention because she thought it was 25 cents, obviously. And it was $25. That same machine had 25 cents, though. So uh, just a little. Yeah, that is weird. Court. But lots of modern gaming there, lots of modern machines for everybody. Every major slot machine that you like, you know, all that good stuff is there. And that's one of the cool things about a new casino. We did a good job of, took us an hour and a half, but I think we did a good job of telling everybody, you know, sort of what is there and kind of giving them a, a true, honest perspective from people who have stayed there compared to maybe some of the hype or people opining yeah. from far away. Yeah, I think that's a, you know, as we get into this and we talk about places we stay or Sean reviews on YouTube, it's always something we've stayed for, we've paid for, and it's never going to be like a sponsored post or anything like that. You know, there's people that were touting Resorts World on uh, YouTube or on Twitter, and they've never actually even been there. So something to consider. We'll give you uh, our thoughts. We might not always be in agreement with your thoughts, and we obviously don't agree with each other all the time, but it will be something that we'll only talk about if we've experienced it. So thanks everybody yeah, for listening. self-proclaimed hotel snobs. No, I am <laughs> at least, I mean, but we both stay in a lot of hotels. And once you do that, you start to notice differences, start to be able to share that stuff. And to your point, the fact that we're paying for this just allows us to say whatever we want. Um, sometimes, you know, in the past we're invited uh, to places to cover things as press and that's fine, but I'll never do a review based on that. Um, I will only ever do a review based on what I'm paying for. You know, we have a track record of doing this since 2013, and it's been like that ever since then. And that's just the way we do things. We try to hopefully over time, people trust us. And that's what we really want for you to trust that what you're getting is our honest opinion. And you may not agree with us, but uh, you know that we're telling you the truth. And uh, 
trying to get you to look at things a little bit differently. And on the videos, hopefully the same way. And I, to that point, I hope people check out the Resorts World video tour because I put a lot of effort into that, trying to show yeah, things awesome. a little bit different than sort of people, you know, just at opening night filming the back of people's heads. I really did want to kind of showcase the property and and show them what they're going to get there. And the second video will be the hotels, a lot of stuff. So I think the two of them together should give people a really good idea. Plus, if they got nerdy enough to listen to all this, they really are on Resource World Overload at this point. So yeah, we definitely appreciate it. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the MTM Vegas podcast. It's really important to us to build this the right way. So if you are on Apple specifically and you use Apple Podcasts, search MTM Vegas, make sure you subscribe and then consider leaving us a review. I know that we say that a lot, and but when you launch a new show like this, those reviews, those early things definitely help especially if you're doing five stars. So if you appreciate our content, we appreciate you taking those extra few seconds to leave us a review and uh, tell people about us and subscribe. We are setting out to be the best Vegas podcast and it's going to take us some time, but we want to do some interviews. We want to, this show is more informational today, but it's more going to be about having fun and talking about all the nerdy Vegas stuff as it happens and diving in, talking to some interesting people. Like I said, search MTM Vegas in any podcast app or head to mtmvegas.com for all of our Vegas content. Mark, when are you coming back to Vegas? Uh, after I don't die melting, uh, stepping outside, probably. Yeah, he lo- <laughs> loves to complain about the weather. He doesn't know that that's, we get the Vegas locals get to complain about the weather. You come here for vacation, you don't I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty bad. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, listening. And don't forget to visit mtmvegas.com. Search out the podcast in your favorite app. So you subscribe, leave us the review. Check out youtube.com forward slash miles to memories for our weekly news show there. It's less than 30 minutes, so it's a quicker show than this one. All of our tours and look for the Resorts World Hotel Review coming soon and check out the property tour. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Have a good one.